What's going on and welcome to another edition of the Just Swinging It podcast. I'm Chris McBride. I'm joined by John Burrell. Fat Baby Funds had a business dinner, so he is not here tonight, um, but he'll be back next week. Um, but me and John will hold down the, the ship and John will try to teach something instead. How you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good. Um, had a easy day at work. Uh, went and done some... Um training stuff with uh, some of the new guys and and just kind of hung out we're way ahead of a project so had an easy day uh played basketball yesterday so today i just came home and now uh ate a little pizza before the show and and now i'm getting settled in ready for the show we're um recording a little earlier than we normally do um but how's things going your way they're going all right i went to the gym the last couple of days um trying to stay a little bit in shape and getting a little fat gotta gotta drop some pounds um but i don't know about you i mean you know works fine but it, i feel like this time of year it kind of drag about now it starts dragging for the the next couple of weeks because we're coming up on like memorial day and typically we have big plans on memorial day i know i mean we're all going to um the the Coca-Cola 600. So we got plans there. Yeah. I'm then, looking forward to that. And then the week after that, um, me and my wife t- typically go on vacation, um, you know, for a week. So this time a year where you got like one or two weeks before you have like a few w- weeks in a row that you're doing fun. stuff, it kind of drags a little bit, just trying to get through this week. Um, we got a, a hard weekend plan this um, weekend. We got to get the, the plants in the ground um, for our garden. And that's, that's freaking hard because I'm too, I mean, we don't have, you know, we don't have a hundred acres where we can have a, you know, humongous garden. So we just got like a little backyard garden. So I personally don't own any of the like tillers and equipment like that. We just borrowed from my grandparents. And I'm pretty sure they got this tiller back in like the sixties or seventies. This thing <laughs> is old as shit and it runs like it too. It, we call it the dinosaur and it, you gotta be a man to handle that thing. It, it's supposed to be self propelling, but you know, once it gets old, you, you really gotta go. So the going one direction is pretty easy, but then when you got to turn around and go back the other direction or yard's got like a slight hill, it's like it takes like two people to manhandle that thing up up the hill. It's a hard day. Yeah, plowing plowing with those um, it's it's kind of like a you know you like you said you don't have a bunch of acres so you're not using a tractor you're using like a uh, like almost like a push mower version of it's a, a tractor it's a basically. Yeah, it's a, t- yeah, it's it's a tiller. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, the my parents uh, had an old one. And man, I when I was growing up trying to deal with that thing and dad, dad was it making me till the garden, man, that thing wore me out. Um, but ha- they, yeah, now that I'm out of the house, they got a new one. So that's how it goes. Yeah. This is a, this is, it is a back time one, which is a lot better than the front ones. That's why we didn't, haven't bought one. The front ones are the back time ones are pretty expensive. Um, the front ones are pretty cheap, but they just don't do the trick. And like, like I said, I mean, you're doing, you know, you're doing a 50 foot by 50 foot plot once a year. I don't, you don't really need one. And then now that we've done it to, you know, we've, we've had this house for two years. We've done it two years in a row. There's not really grass there that you got to till up anymore. It's just dirt. So it should be quite a bit. Soften easy. it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it could be a quite, it should be quite a bit or, um, easier this year, but the weather's been raining stuff here. So, um, so much recently this is going to be like um, well I guess this past weekend was okay and then next weekend is going to be okay so, but then we're leaving after that to do the race and then go on the trip so we got to do the garden plus do all of the like landscaping stuff like get the flowers and the flower beds which that that won't be too much but just a lot of work coming this weekend but then after that it should be a couple pretty fun week, weekends in a row heard that but yeah, so it, if we have any longtime listeners um, of the show, um, tomorrow technically would be two years since we started the show, which would make this one our two-year anniversary. Um, so since Fat Baby's not here, it's kind of just like old times, me and John just shooting the shit. So our plan for the show really is I'm going to have John 
teach a, a short lesson about the stock market and then um, I'll let him go over, you know, let him go over how the market's been in the last week um, pretty quickly. And then after that, um, I've pulled some of some quotes from our, our first show and some of the things we talked about there and I figured we just take a trip down memory lane discuss some of those quotes see if our um our positions our position on certain things have changed in the last two years and you know just just chat it up if we had a little bit more time we would have went through a, a few more episodes but um kind of is what it is this will be decent enough um you know just to look back and see how far we've came since then i know one thing um the sound today the sound nowadays may not always be like perfect top of the line great because we're still working on zoom um, all of us live in different locations and we still have you know your just typical microphones and, and stuff besides john who got fancy equipment me and fat baby just have our general you know the minimum that you need so our sound could be better but it's way better than what it was when we we first started the show there's not as many skips and that sort of thing we typically have a better a lot better flow so I don't know. It's always good to listen back to some of the old ones. We we still had some pretty, um, you know, we still talked about some good content um, on some of the old shows, but they're going to be a lot harder to listen to than the ones um, nowadays. But I figured we just chatted up about some of the older conversations we've had. Um, how's that sound? That sounds good to me. All right. Um, before we get started, if you've been listening to the show, you know that we try to teach you at least one little thing or at least some topic at the beginning of every show we've been doing financials with that baby um, he's obviously not here so i'm gonna hand it back over to john which is what we were doing at the very beginning stock jargon with john and um i let him he did not know i was going to ask him to do this so i let him try to teach us something on very short notice yeah sounds good so i know this topic we've talked about before but this is the only thing I had on my mind uh, instantly here to, to talk about. So one of the things that's been moving a lot in the market has been bonds and yields. And it's a very timely topic considering the Federal Reserve came out today and they spoke. And the Fed has been raising interest rates on the uh, on the short end of the yield curve. So it's a, it's a good topic to have. And for anyone that is listening now that wasn't listening in the past um, this would be a good little education bit for you so we'll um, hang on just a second let me get this up uh, so okay so we have the most popular bonds that people will talk about bonds or notes um, you have like the two-year, the 10-year, and the 30-year. That's like usually your standard as far as like yield curve. So uh, typically in the past, the Federal Reserve moves the short end of the yield curve, so like the two years, uh, and, and they, they control the Fed funds uh, futures. Um, so when you're talking about bonds like lately there have been a lot of volatility in bonds bonds have been going down when bonds go down rates go up so it's an inverse correlation with the yield and the bond so if you are seeing bonds go down that means that the yield is going up and if you see uh, bonds going up then that means the yields coming down and so with the Federal Reserve raising interest rates bonds have been moving down and because bonds are the asset that you're actually buying uh, the volatility has been expanding because the fear is to the downside so there's a lot of volatility there's um we're in the higher percentile of volatility as far as bonds go and if you've also been listening to the news you also hear this term called the yield curve inversion and so basically what that is is a regular yield curve so for example if I'm loaning Chris money for example so if I loan him a hundred dollars over what time period so if I only loan Chris a hundred dollars for two years I'm only going to expect 
a certain amount of interest rate for him to pay on top of what I loaned him. But the longer that, that I give that loan to Chris, the more interest that I'll expect because my money is going to be tied up for longer. So if I only loan him money for two years, then my, I might only want a couple dollars of interest. But if I loan it to him for 10 years, well, that's 10 years that I can't use my $100. So I might loan it to him for $3 on the $100. And then if I loan it to him for 30 years, that's a long time that I'm not going to have my money. So I'm going to charge maybe $4. So that's a normal distribution because over time, you want to get more and more money the longer that you're lending, the longer that you're lending out your money. So a normal yield curve would be that the two is lower than the 10 and the 10 is lower than the 30. So when you hear a, a yield curve that's inverted, it basically means that the long end of the curve is below the short end of the curve. And what that's telling you is that the expectations of borrowing money in the future is cheaper than it is in the present. And historically, whenever you see a yield curve invert, within two years there'll be a recession so about a month ago uh, give or take a week or two the yield curve inverted which means you could literally borrow money cheaper at the 10-year than you could at the two-year uh, as far as uh, you know borrowing money on interest rates and so that's a very um, you know the market is detached from I guess a normal stable environment and that's always been a, a a factor that's that's predicted recessions and every time people say that oh it's going to be different this time or you know whatever the case is because all oh, these factors hasn't happened before and so with the bonds just remember that when bonds go down interest rates go up and when interest rates go down bonds go up so it's the inverse of each other. And also that the yield curve is that money in the short end typically is cheaper borrowing in the short end than borrowing in the long end of the curve. And so if you think of banks, banks borrow money from you in the short end and they loan it out like a 30-year mortgage. So they borrow in the short because it's cheaper and pay us no, nothing in interest and then loan it out on the long end of the curve in something like a mortgage or a car. So that kind of gives you some context of kind of how banks work, kind of how people lend money, and how the yield curve works, and also that yield curve inversion usually means recession within two years. So that happened about a month ago. So that gives you a lot of context with, uh, you know, a, little, a simple, I guess, explanation as I could have possibly made it. Yeah, and if you want to learn a more in-depth bonds rate discussion um we have an older episode we have a few older episodes where we talked about bonds rates that sort of thing um there is one where john made a slideshow now that video may be on the old pivotal trading youtube channel um but i think john's working on moving our stuff over to our channel because yeah we, and i may even so like the the old interviews i plan to move over to our uh just swinging it uh, podcast YouTube channel, but we may redo some things as well. And all, and that video specifically was on uh, savings bonds, but we did cover the the typical bonds and notes like we're talking about here as well. Yeah, one cool thing that I've had in my head that you know if we ever get some time we might can do is outside the podcast. I think it'd be a good you know good thing for YouTube to do the do these educational segments like the stock jargon with John redo them as a YouTube video, you know, a short five to 10 minute YouTube video with more screen graphics and stuff and just reteach some of these lessons and have those on the YouTube. But we can talk about that later. A few things to uh, unpack there. The first one, um, yeah, that, so that that's how banks work. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're putting all of the money you earn into banks, they're basically borrowing your money and giving you pretty much nothing for it. Whereas you, you could invest it and put in some different, different things and at least earn or possibly earn a little bit on that money. So, 
you know, they're, they're borrowing from you, not paying you any interest, really. Some banks pay you higher than others for savings account, and then they're loaning it out at, you know, 30-year mortgages or this, that, and the other, and, get, you know, making making a bunch of money off of it. But that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, I guess the other thing is, yeah, this is pretty topical right now because a lot of, I would assume that inversion happened because of where we're at in inflation right now, where it's, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's, it's got to be like eight or ten percent, and the as along with the raising of the rates that they're doing to try to fight inflation, I guess. Yeah, and and also with rates, uh, mortgage or yeah, mortgage any type of interest rates, it's trying to predict what's going to happen in the future. So it even though it's priced today, it's it's based on expectations of the future. And that's pretty much the same thing with stocks as well. What something will be worth. Is it going to be worth more tomorrow than it is today? So usually it pushes the price up in the current because we're predicting what's going to happen or trying to predict what's going to happen in the future. And so, yes, when interest rate, I mean, when inflation is going you know, nuts and the market is overextended and, and the economy's running hot, they'll try to raise interest rates. And right now with the market, the market's currently not inverted. So right now the two year yield is at uh, 2.76%. The 10 year is at 3% and the 30 year is at uh, 3.2%. So they're very close, uh, pretty much flat. I mean, especially when you, when you look at the two year at 2.76 versus the 10 year at three, that's not, that's, you know, only 0.3 percentage points. Uh, and they're basically the same. And you're talking the difference of two years and 10 years. So we're definitely not in a, and, and the 10 the same way, the 10 is three and the 30 is third is um, 3.2. So you're not talking about very much difference. We have a very flat yield curve right now. And, you know, I, 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 we've talked about the viewpoints as far as that goes, and I can go ahead and run into the, the market overview. Yeah, if you right before, to. yeah, right before you do that, um, since you were you talked about bonds and yields, if someone if if someone wanted to trade these, what products would you recommend if you wanted to trade the, you know, the bonds yields that sort of thing? So, I'm a very big futures fan. Um, so I'll give I'll give, uh, give some products for that, yeah, and then I'll give, give the, some ETFs. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. The products, the small exchange, and then um, ETFs. Yeah, so the small exchange has a smaller future, so they're not as big as the uh, the 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 bigger futures by like the CME or something. So you can really trade futures and, and it not be too leveraged. And even if it is leveraged, which it is. Uh, it'll only be based on a few dollars in, instead of you know, thousands of dollars. So the small exchange is the best way, in my opinion, to uh, trade these. So you have the the S2Y, the S10Y, and the S30Y from the small exchange is the, probably the easiest way to trade these. So if I give, for example, the S2Y is a... Uh, twenty seven hundred, so a two thousand seven hundred dollar product, um, and it only takes three hundred and thirty dollars of buying power. So you only have to put up three hundred and thirty dollars, and every cent that it moves, you would make or lose a dollar. So you know it's a twenty seven hundred dollar product, but you can trade it for three hundred and thirty dollars. So it's really not that expensive. Um, go into the ten. Let me see what it is right now. The 10 uh, is a $3,000 product. You can trade it for 450 bucks. The 30 is, let's see, the 30 is a $3,200 product, $3,200 product. You can trade it for $385. And the buying power is based on its volatility and a few other factors. But that's like, that's your pure play. And those are pricing the yield so basically if you're if you're wanting to say yields are going to go higher or lower you would buy or sell 
this product based on what you think the yield's going to do. Now, the ETF is what you think the bonds are going to do, so they're going to be inverse. So just like we talked about the differences there, keep that in mind. Um, so for the ETF, uh, a very popular one would be TLT. It's the 20-plus-year uh, Treasury bond, and I think it's it's like it's a it's a collection of 30-year bonds that are maturing within 20 years. So maybe they were issued a few years ago for 30 years, but they've only got like 20 like 20 some years remaining, if that makes sense. So the TLT is a popular one. It's 114 dollars a share, and let's see if I can find it. I always put the ticker in wrong for this next one. Um, IEF is a 7 to 10 year treasury bond ETF. Uh, that one's $102, dollars a share. And you have SHY, which is a 1 to 3 year treasury bond ETF. And so there's a there's three pretty popular Oh, it's eighty. Yeah, it's eighty-two, eighty-three dollars a share. So those those are like three ETF equivalents. Or you have more of the pure play with the futures. Um, you're looking anywhere from eighty some bucks to four hundred and fifty dollars um, per share or per contract to trade these uh, to trade these products. That sounds good. Um, yeah, go ahead and write right into the market. All right, so let me get the right page up here for me to view this spicy stuff that's been going on. Let's see. So we got the S&P 500 Volatility Index, also known as the VIX. It closed at 26.10. Volatility is definitely elevated and bullish trend. We have the S&P 500 itself the index SPX at $4,088.85 it is bearish trend and so this is one that we went bearish on or I went bearish on in the show um, a few months ago talking about the different risks that we that, and we talked about different risks that we may see in the market at that time. And some of those were or were the, the Federal Reserve hiking interest rates too fast. And, and some of them were overpriced stocks. And, and now we're starting to see a lot of those things play out. So definitely some good conversation of a previous episode that we talked about there that really could have helped um, you prepare for what's going on right now. And I am fixing, fixing my uh, charts here. Uh, so, anyways, the SP five hundred very important trend line is at four thousand three hundred and fifty. Uh, it would have to be above that for us to, or for me, to be uh, buying this market, buying the stock market. We're currently three hundred and on, or yeah, like three hundred points, just under three hundred points lower than that now so we are very heavenly uh, he heavily bearish trend on the S&P 500 uh, the broad market there and if we go on to crude oil crude oil is shot up again it closed at $110.86 once again this is another product we talked about eventually will be a short and I have not went short on this product yet I also let you guys know that I would let you know when I would uh, for that to happen we would have to we'd have to get below 90 it looks like on right now on the trend um, and it's at 110 so we would have to see this break its trend uh, before I would get bearish on it but this is the commodities is one of the only um, I guess asset classes that is bullish trend everything else is bearish trend uh, going to gold, uh, it actually went from bullish to bearish trend. Um, trend is at 1840. The current um, the current level is 1812 on gold. So that is a very important uh, level there. Let's see, is, am I doing this right? 
Yes. Okay. Just making sure my parameters and stuff are right. So, yep, have to get 1840, 1850, somewhere in that level is trend. We're at 1812, so it recently went bearish. Um, it started going down in April and just been pretty much on a slide since then. Uh, silver, same thing. Uh, we don't cover silver a whole lot, but it had a drastic fall from uh, $26 to $21. So pretty big fall in silver there. Going to the U.S. dollar based on all the other currencies, it's bullish trend, even though domestically we have high inflation. So domestically our dollars are worth less, but internationally based on other currencies, our dollar is going up. It actually had a couple big down days here, but it has been on a rip higher for the last month or so. And then going to the two-year, the, the two-year yield the 10-year yield and the 30-year yield is all bullish trend. Bonds are all bearish trend. Uh, they're not even close. We'll get to those levels as we approach them. And then I'm going to need to pull up Bitcoin. Let's see. Sorry, I thought I had this. thought I had this up. There we go. Okay. So Bitcoin is at 30,339. It would have to uh it would have to get to 42,300 for this thing to get back bullish trend. So Bitcoin is not looking good whatsoever. It is pretty much being uh cor heavily correlated to the uh, stock market. And um, so definitely, if we if we break under 27, which I think we did for a moment there, if we get under 27, this thing could get under 20 real quick and in a hurry. So uh, yeah, all assets um, are bearish trend except for oil and commodities. So really, uh, not a safe place. And and commodities are at such a level where they're very far from the trend line so it's hard to build a position here if you haven't already had a position on so there's really no no place uh really to hide your money i mean um i have a low uh, volatility portfolio and and i'm down like 15 15 percent somewhere in that ball ballpark so nowhere is safe right now yep Nowhere is safe, I guess, except um, the bank. That's yeah, not really safe not because, infl <laughs> because inflation is crazy. I mean, av an avocado is like $2.50 a piece. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's wild. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing, one question off of that, you know, you were talking about Bitcoin and what would, you know, what could happen if it goes to whatever the level was? It'd be in like 27,000. It'd be a super bearish trend. It could get under 20. You know, say Bitcoin keeps going down here, like real, really hard, sharp downs. Would you consider getting? Would you consider getting into it, knowing that, you know, it it, it has been high before, or would you just think that Bitcoin's dead? I mean, I, it, say it goes back under ten thousand. You know, should we be getting in Bitcoin for the future, or is bit at that point would Bitcoin just be like, okay, that's it, that's just dead? Now, I would say Bitcoin has such a big name, and I don't know as far as like in the macroeconomics realm what would have to happen for it to completely die. Um, there's a lot of believers in the different cryptocurrencies in the space, and we had some major blowups in cryptocurrency lately. So, Luna and Terra. Uh, coin, I think it's I think it's called Terra. I know it's Luna and oh, USDT like or something like that. They pretty much went to zero, um, or yeah. Luna did for sure. And so we've had you know a lot of cleaning house of of the broad market, which Fat Baby and I both were talking about that uh, a few episodes back about how a lot of coins out today will be worth zero, and there'll be a few of them that are actually have maybe some kind of utility 
Yeah, Bitcoin, or the, and Bitcoin and Ethereum are the, the two. I mean, other than yeah. That. Yeah, and um, maybe they have some utility. Maybe they're backed by something. And so we're seeing a lot of blow up there. I don't... I wouldn't think that Bitcoin would go away anytime soon. Uh, that it, doesn't... That's, that's the same thing. But if you can't make any money on it, it's the same thing. Whether it goes to zero or not. You know, say it's $5,000. I'm talking about, you know, is it worth buying at $5,000? Because probably at some point in some future going to go back up or you know if it's just going to stick around there then it's basically not worth buying i would assume that if bitcoin keeps going down at some point that baby's probably going to drop the bag on it because he already owns a bunch at really cheap so yeah i assume yeah, it, if it gets back down to ten thousand or something that baby may own a lot more bitcoin. see and just as having this conversation even like makes this stick out to me even more is it's not worth anything. You know, really, Bitcoin, the U.S. dollar, this is my hot take, by the way, but really none of it's worth anything. If you only own something because of its, because it could make you money based on speculation or based on because other people think that it's valuable, then you're owning it based on what other people value it at which can constantly change and you're not valuing it yourself you know so if we're all buying bitcoin just because we think it can go up we're not buying bitcoin because we think it's worth anything you know and that's a very that's a very important thing to think about is at, at the same time though i guess the other side of that take and i'm saying this is what side i stand on i would say i probably more on in the middle value in general of everything is still perception of what other people think it's worth it doesn't matter what we're talking about whether it's vehicles yeah, gold, I, houses yeah. everything is a value of what someone else the the masses think it's yeah, worth to, so to an extent though right i mean I'm, not not really no, i mean no, everything on. will fluctuate all right so so yeah it'll fluctuate right but if you buy bitcoin because you think someone else is going to buy bitcoin at at a higher price is different than I don't care what anybody values a car at or my van. You know, I have a 30 year old van. I don't give two shits what people value my van. Most people wouldn't give me a hundred dollars for it probably, but I own this van. I value it. I own it because it'll take me from point A to point B and it'll haul my band equipment. Right? So I value it no matter what the world values it. And I'm going to own it no matter what the world values it at. Like it could, I mean, basically say it's worth nothing to anybody yeah, but you're else. not but you're also never going to sell said van like it so it doesn't matter I know, that's whether, what i'm saying i own saying, it because it i value it yes, not because but, other people but value if some it. that's different yeah but if anything in the financial space if you're buying something you want it to be worth more like the house i live in now i value the house because i live here at some point i will want to sell this house and i want it to be worth more than it currently is well, well, yeah, but but the there's same, some things thing. there's some things that you own that you don't care what it's valued. Yeah, but I don't think that's this conversation. Well, it, I mean, it, 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 but here's the thing: it's diff the difference between valuing something because it's worth something, and I know that there is a fine line of like, well, okay, yeah, but it something's only worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. But that's not true. I mean. I value, but in the, this conversation, I I do think it's true. But no, it's across the board. Like, like if I own something because I value it, is is way different than owning something because you think you're going to make money off of it. Yeah, but that's not what we're, we're talking about. I, yeah, I think we've yeah, gotten way I, I off, know, off track. Yeah, I, no, I mean, no, there's I stuff I own that I don't care what the monetary value is. Everything still has a monetary value. Your van has a monetary value that, you know, to value to you is different than that. That You just don't care about the monetary value. It's a whole right. different conversation. Yeah, but but well, here, but is it because if, if someone so. owns Bitcoin, right, they only own it based on what the what people are going to pay for it right exactly. that i don't think fat baby funds owns bitcoin because he just wants to own it no he owns it because he's trying to make money on it the same as buying exactly. stocks so, or anything so else. do you do you actually value something 
or are you just speculating on something that's that's different and, and i mean i agree with what you're saying it is different but that's my whole point is like you're not actually valuing it personally you know you know like like Whoa. if i if i buy a guitar or a computer or a van or like these are things that i plan on never selling you know yeah. I, I i never plan on selling these things cuz cuz well, i yeah. value it you know cuz it has yeah. value it doesn't have value because of people speculating it has value it has value because you're using it but that's only value to you i mean there's still a value right, yeah. monetarily to it I mean, I yeah. agree with what you're saying too. I, I'm, I'm just saying from this conversation, you know, I don't own any stocks, any of the stocks or anything I own. I don't value personally. I own because I think they'll make me money at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I still, I think, I think all that, like, say if you take like your dad or my parents that own businesses, right? Yes. They own the businesses because they're, the business itself is valuable to them because it produces something or makes something or makes them money. But it, make, it makes money. I mean, that's that, yeah, that's makes, the only yeah. value to it. Right, but Bitcoin doesn't make money. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't but have. But it inherently any... does. It's no different than owning. No, a piece no, no. Of... no it's di like so. For example, a dividend stock. That dividend stock actually produces cash flow versus yeah, bitcoin only, is just a coin it doesn't produce cash flow yeah but most like, stocks don't pay dividends right exactly so it's it's no different than your own like that's what i'm saying like you're owning something because you perceive other people are going to pay you more for it in the future you're not owning it because there's actually value there yes that's everything though that's the i own my house because i it doesn't pay me anything no, no, now no. but you own your house because you want to live and be, you want to have shelter you value shelter for for personally. now but, but also for now when, yeah but but, but you but don't also at, at the same one, time, there's no point where you value bitcoin because it does anything for I you i don't value bitcoin at all i don't i, I know like that's what i'm saying worth it. i don't like 200 dollars worth of bitcoin this was uh, uh I, I think we're i don't know we're getting a little off topic but i mean to me it's like anything else I, I agree with what you're saying there's plenty of stuff that i value personally that someone else would not give a shit about i think that's d different than if you're buying but there's common ground too there... i think there's different because if you're gonna because you can make money on bitcoin yeah from the price going up but exactly you didn't it's the buy same way your you make house. money on anything else. oh yeah oh yes absolutely did i bought the house i bought we looked at a bunch of houses no I no i'm not i know I that it, i know solely. it went up in value yeah no yeah. i know no no i know it went up i'm saying when i bought the house when we were looking at houses we looked at other houses that i did not think would go up that much in value i bought but, the house yeah. that had other stuff that i can personally make it go up in value Right, but what I'm saying is, is like your primary purpose of buying the house was because it actually had value, because you could live in it. It would keep you yeah. warm. It would keep you safe. It actually has value. Like there's some things that are common ground, like food. Food has value, like real value, because yes. if you don't eat it, you die. Yes. Or and house has real value because if yes. you don't have somewhere to sleep, you're not going to live is long because if you're living in a hut indians didn't live very long i mean among other reasons but just the point of like it actually has value so yeah some things are only valuable because other people say they're valuable but some things are just actually valuable because well, I, I, they I actually agree. produce something or make yeah. something and bitcoin isn't worth like that's what i'm saying like things like bitcoin is not going to like eventually and it might not be our lifetime but eventually they're going to be worth zero because they're not going to go up in price anymore and there's no reason to speculate so people are just going to withdraw their money because there's nothing there's no reason to own it versus a vehicle the reason i own a vehicle is so i can uh, get quickly from one place to another and it doesn't really like everyone's going to value transportation everyone's going to value somewhere to live everyone's going to value food everyone's going to value things that actually have value or produce value or bring some kind of like a business brings value to you by making cash flow 
Uh, food brings value to you for keeping you alive. Clothes brings value to you for keeping your skin protected and keeping you from the sun, and so people don't see you naked. And you know, it actually Yo, has, it actually has value. But so, so nothing some, else we talk, nothing we talk about on this show are those things. That's not true. Uh, for the most part, we're just chit chatting. I mean, any of the stocks we talk about, futures contracts, Bitcoin, any of that money. Well, futures, well, futures have value because they're act they're actually based on the real thing. Like, but if you, you didn't trade... buy, it, but that, but but that's not. But you didn't buy it because it had value. You didn't buy it because you're looking to get a hundred bushels of corn. You bought no. it because the price is going <laughs> no, to go no, no. up. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. No, no, you're right. I mean. Yeah, that is the reason, you know, that is the reason we invest and we and speculate still, and, on stuff. But even, even with food, it's still worth what somebody will pay for it. So it's still, yeah. the value is still based off yeah. of the masses. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I, I get that. And that's you, true. But, but what I'm saying is. Eat. Like if you go out to the, if you go out to the stream and catch your own fish, then we're talking about a different conversation. But that's why if those things are going to. But if you're going to Kroger to buy something. Right, but that's why work. those things are going to be around forever, well, and yeah. stuff like Bitcoin is not. You I see agree. what I'm saying? Like, some things are just valuable, and we can argue about the price at which they're valuable, and some things just are not valuable at all. We're just speculating on some bullshit. Well, of course. Like tulips, for example. Tulips used to be, did you, I don't know if you know this, but... Tulips used to be worth more than the house at, at at a time. Like like at that point in time, a tulip was worth more than somewhere to live. Okay. Right? That's crazy bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like like where Bitcoin was at, really. I mean, when you think about it, and it's like it's a fucking flower that's gonna die. And that's kind of where Bitcoin's at. Eventually it's gonna die. But to answer your question, I know we, I mean this is gonna you know, people probably sending hate mail to both of us over this topic but probably me more than anybody because i'm specifically saying at some point bitcoin won't will no longer be around um yeah the same but i think everyone can get the premise that everything is like that the u.s dollar at some point will not be the u.s yeah. dollar yeah the u.s dollar same boat all of it it's but it's bullshit that we have come to believe because other people believe it kind of thing but um but yeah i mean i think uh if bitcoin gets to a super cheap price like gets below twenty thousand, if it gets i'll, I'll say this if it gets to fifteen thousand, i'll i'll probably be i'll probably be, i'll buy like five percent i'll buy like five percent of my portfolio for sure like up to five percent. I'm not going to go any more than five percent if it gets to fifteen thousand, but I'll go up to five percent. Um, and then if it goes bullish trend and it starts going the right direction, I'll go up to ten percent. So that's kind of my positioning to your question. Yeah, man, the daggone freaking Phillies just, just like the guy just dropped the ball on base for the last out. So unless they unless they score, I'm gonna lose a stupid bet over some dude. He had the ball in his hand and he just dropped it. Oh shoot! Like it was crazy. It was like he's literally standing on the base, ball hits his hand and drops it. Anyhow, moving on. That was a pretty long conversation. So we'll, <laughs> we'll just hit. We'll hit That's some good. stuff from from our our first show, um, real fast. This would probably be a lot better if Fat Baby was on here because I pulled some of the quotes and if we had him on here, we would just tell him the quote and let him guess who who said it. But instead, I guess I'll say the quote, and you can guess who said it, which I would think that we can get these right. But some of them are, most of them are, I only pulled funny ones. I didn't pull most serious stuff. I guess before that, um, two years ago when we started the show, John, we started with the market down 2% um, the week before. Volatility was up. And then... Uh, we, we used to, if you've been listening to the show for a while, we used to have a segment where we would each pick a stock that we hated for a week, one that we liked for a week, and one that we were looking at but unsure of. I pulled our original stock, our original picks on there. Oh, um, something to mention, too. Uh, at the time of our first show, the S&P 500 was at $2,950. And it's where currently? It's at 4088 Yeah, so... 
a lot higher. <laughs> like almost about a thousand points. Yeah. A thousand one hundred somewhere around there. Silver. Uh, I, you broke out there for a second. Say it again. I said our first week of our our show, the one that you hated was silver. You were really down on silver at the time. Yeah. How how do you feel about silver currently? Uh, it's bearish trend, and I still hate it. Huh? Because you made <laughs> you did note in there you're like, I might like this long term, but right now, it sucks. Yeah, I think uh, overall, since then, I've made money off of silver, uh, but it's definitely kicking my ass right now. So, and then the one that you liked was the healthcare ETFs. Yeah, uh, the healthcare uh, cure is a big healthcare ETF. Um, it's like a, it's one of the triple leverage ones. There's also um, I, that's probably the one I was talking about at the time. Yep, that's the one you were talking about. Yeah, so uh, let's see. I don't know which episode that one was from specifically, but at the time it was at $56 from when we first started. Well, and it's, it's this is from the very first show. So, yeah, so it was around $56 if it hasn't had any splits or or free verse splits or anything like that. It's currently at 112 yeah, so the dates were, I guess we should have said the date, uh, May 18th, 2020 is when we started the show. So we're, we're two years. So a lot's happened in two years. And then the one that, you know, we've talked about tons and tons on the show for for your hold was UNG. Of course, we've been back and forth. Sometimes we like it, sometimes we hate it. It just depends on what day of the week it is. Listen, I hate, I, I'm never, I'm never, I'm never buying or trading UNG again. At one okay. point, you were making all kinds of money on it. Well, I gave it all back, Chris. <laughs> I gave every penny back. I, I'm probably, I'm probably still down on that. I mean, I hate this market with a passion. It is uh, just to give some context. Um, at the time, let me go back here. Let's see, you said May eighteenth. Yep. At the time, UNG was eleven forty-two. It's twenty-eight forty-four now. So at any point, man, this makes me want to punch something. But anyway, <laughs> uh, at any point, if you would have bought uh, UNG, it went as low as like eight dollars, but it went from eleven to eight to twenty-eight. It's currently bullish trend. And uh, it's just ripping to the upside. And you were on the downside a lot, probably. Yep, I was. I was. I was riding it for a long time. Made some money back, and then I think the last time I traded UNG was when we had Cat on the show, which wasn't that long ago. She came back on the show, and uh, I had just suffered uh, giving back some yearly profits in UNG. So. Yeah, staying away from this fucking thing. Yeah, and the ones I had for sale, I hated Tilray, which I think that's worked out. The marijuana stocks are not good. Yeah, uh, Tilray is at $5.14. It was at... Probably uh, not, like, maybe 7 Oh, actually... It ripped up that day. It was at, like, f around $5, 4 $5 then, and it's there now, so... So about the same. Oh, actually, holy shit. It like ripped up and then it went back down. Yeah, so at one point it was $38. Yep, it went it from like, 520 to 38 to it's 514 now. Yeah, it was one of the um the Reddit stocks. And then the one I said buy was IGT. That was kind of they make gambling machines. Um I have no clue how it's done. I actually never traded the stock ever. It's at twenty one fifty two currently. Oh, so it's done great. I should have traded the stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh let's see twentieth of May. It's probably like or eighteenth of May. Like it was at seven nine. Yeah, it was yeah. at seven ninety. It's at twenty one fifty. That sucks. <laughs> I don't know that memory lane is very 
friend like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. And then the one I had hold was this company. And this, there's a whole story on this one. It was It's a company called Sereno Therapeutics. I don't even remember what their stock ticker was. But this week, the reason I had on my hold was they came out and said they created an antibody cocktail to like basically cure COVID or whatever. And they came out, made a big stink, and it like ripped up, and it just kept going up, kept going up, kept going up. You and said then, Therapeutics MD? No, um, Sorrento. S-O-R-R-E-N-T-O, Therapeutics. Sorrento Therapeutics. Anyhow, it kept ripping up because of this, you know, they, they said they had something to cure COVID. Well, come to find out, uh, they were blowing smoke, and it was pretty much all bullshit. They actually got sued. By Dang, like a, I can't even find it. Yeah, I think it may be dead. They they got sued by like a lot of investors because a lot of people like lost a lot of money because they came out and you know they had this COVID thing. It was doing all this, and then it was basically mostly all a lie. Wow. Anyhow, but yeah, that's crazy. I I didn't trade that one either, but yeah, memory lane not so great to us. <laughs> all right, and then here's some of our best quotes from our first episode. Which this one and this one may or may not hold true. Now this one, we it may be the opposite of this, but um, one of the first things we said on the episode was if you are a stock veteran, like if you're a stock veteran or a like veteran trader, you probably won't learn a damn thing from this episode. We might have evolved enough where people might be able to get a little bit here and there. Definitely not everything, but here and there. Yeah, we, we've definitely threw out some things people weren't aware of before now. And I feel like we're still keeping it pretty simple enough that a, a beginner can understand as well. Yeah, we've held to that. Um, the next one, some people set, um, say it's messed up making money on um, bad times, but someone has to do it, so it might, might as well be me. That was in reference to like shorting stuff and yeah, making money when things that had crashed. to be that had to be some shit I said. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the time, we were a big. Um, we weren't a friend. We were not a friendly podcast to Jerome Powell and Warren Buffett. Um, also, in that episode, we we said they both could go to straight to hell. That was you episode. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, one of the one of the new story the what probably came of that is um Warren Buffett basically tanked the airlines is what the news oh, was. Oh yeah, like, he, like he literally sold. he sold all like he sold all of it at, at once basically and he owned like double digit percentages. Yeah, I and remember it just that now. Crashed it. Yeah. Um, this is definitely something I said. We were talking about um, you know, and I think this this comment still very much holds true. We we talked about reasons to, you know, buy ETFs over stock. And basically we explained it by, you know, if a if the CEO of a company gets caught with three prostitutes tonight. That was before, definitely you. You the definitely st- said the, that. St- the stock will definitely go down, but if that stock's in the ETF, the ETF may not go down. But that was I think that still holds true. Yeah, that holds true for sure, but you definitely said that shit. Definitely did. <laughs> How about this one? Elon has a bigger you know what than everyone else. You definitely said that. Wrong, you said that. I said that? Oh my yeah. god, we're the same person. <laughs> you said that, which I mean that also is now pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And then I will end with this one. And this is one that I, I definitely said. I said that John is so cheap, he wrote a book and didn't want to pay royalties to a publisher, so he just went out and became a publisher. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, also true i forget yeah. what you were said but something we had to explain you were talking about something that i had to explain to people that you're like cheaper than the average joe <laughs> right i also, i will say that i'm still cheap but i called you something that uh we <laughs> may or may not would get us canceled 
<laughs> so I didn't. I yeah, left times that part, have changed. I left that part out. <laughs> times have changed for sure. All right, what about this one? When you look as good as I do, you don't need fancy screen graphics. That's something you said. Yeah, I said that too. I think you pulled up something on the screen and had a bunch of charts, and I was like, oh, I think it was for the buy, sell, and hold segment. I think you had a bunch of like charts and stuff pulled up. I, I was basically like, I didn't do any of that because if you look as good as me, then why distract <laughs> people from that? Anyhow, that was a quick trip down memory lane. I guess the one other thing um, before we get out of here is that I guess I was going to give a shout out to all the people we've had on the show. Um, just if you're a new listener, we've had tons of good interviews and John's working on pulling that to our YouTube channel from, we've had a few different YouTube channels where we were working with other people at a time. Now we have our own. So John's working on pulling those. Um, if you go back and listen to our old shows, besides the, educational segment that's at the very beginning of every single one which i would encourage people to go back and listen to especially if you're a beginner because i mean the very first episode our very first um educational segment was simply what is a stock so we've had stuff all the way like very 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 basic for a very long time and then now we're getting to more complicated stuff so definitely go back and listen to those but besides that nothing else in the episode is going to be much worth to listen to because it's all topical. Like when we talk about stuff now, we're talking about this time period. So you're not going to be able to go back and, you know, get anything out of that. But um, one thing you can go back and listen to that you could get stuff out of are the episodes where we have, you know, we've had people on the show and that's what I would encourage people to listen to is just, you know, some of these different um, people. We had two episodes with um, my father on it, which John already mentioned my, my dad owns a lot of businesses. He owned a company that built mining equipment for a while. He does engineering consulting work. He owns a gambling joint. He owns laundry mats. He owns um, rental houses. He owns a storage, storage facility. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had him on the show. So he talked about a bunch of different business stuff from an older person perspective. We've had some you know younger people on here that's definitely going to have a different perspective, but I would say he had more of the perspective of like John's father and you know some of the people before us. So we had um, Ivana Placco from Options Universe. She's been on the show twice. Um, she what does she do, John? Them calendar things. Yeah, she liked calendar uh, spreads. Yeah, so if you want to learn some about that, she does um, content on mainly Instagram, I think. Yeah, you know, um, that's somebody uh, we haven't had I wouldn't her mind having on the show again. Yeah, we haven't had her on since Fat Baby, so maybe we should reach out to her. But um, if you want to look her up, um, Options Universe is what she goes by. We had Douglas on trading going twice. That's some, she, or Do we have him on once or twice? Twice. Well, we had him on the, the original interview. We had him on, and then after that, he came on, and I think we, like, traded live on the show. Oh, dang. But, huh. um, yeah, so he's a futures trader, prop trader. Um, he has a YouTube channel as well. I would, I guess he's still doing content. Yeah, he just released a new video today. He had a, ba uh, they had a baby, so the last couple of years he hasn't really put a lot of stuff out, but here recently he's put a few videos out, actually put one out today. Yeah, so you can check him out. We had Colin Hayes on, who, um, if you're on Twitter at all, um, you'll know who it is. He goes by Decade Investor. He has, like, when we had him on, he had less than a thousand followers. I think he has seventy thousand now. So we've had some big people on. He's been on multiple times. The stock parrot, he's got thirty thousand followers. His episodes are very good. Those are ones I would recommend. To, I was I sick like, last time, and I really wanted to be on the show for that. I, I feel like both of the times he has been on has been very good conversations. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. And then we had uh, we had a finance guy Brandon from Rinky Do Finance. If you want to learn about finances, um, we had a weirdo named he. He went by Finance News Guy. I don't even know his real name. We thought he was going to be an asshole. So, like, if you listen to the episode, we started out by we thought the guy was going to be an asshole, and then by the end of it, we felt a lot better about it. I think the conversation was good. Was that there. the hot girl finance thing? Yeah, yeah, that guy, remember, we we just had him on as a joke. He basically asked to be on, so we was like, man, this. I can't remember how nice. that went. 
I think it no, it went it went well. Like it was it was a decent conversation. You could tell that he he's a little bit of a narcissist, but besides, for the most part, it was a it was a good conversation. Um, we had Katrina, Cat uh, or Katrina on. She's been on multiple ch- times. She does a lot of technical analysis stuff. So if you listen to our episodes where we're talking about technical analysis, if you're into technical analysis. She actually now has a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Charting Charting with Cat, and she basically teaches people how to do technical analysis. So that her channel would be something to check out. Charting with Cat. We we've had Gav uh, Blacksburg from Wolf Financial. He's been on multiple times. Of course, I think Wolf Financial is doing something different. He's not involved with that no more. Um, he has like seventy thousand followers as well. He actually works for Twitter now. He. His um, Twitter spaces at Wolf did so well that he actually works for Twitter doing spaces. Now, I think they're all still in the finance in the world, but, you know, he's, he's not with the Wolf anymore. He's with Twitter. So Interesting stuff. But he, he's really made a, a name for himself. When he came on, I think he was, like, fresh out of college, and now he's he basically jumped on the Twitter spaces right as soon as they came out, and now he's basically – one of the top Twitter space guys that works for Twitter. So he gets wow. paid just to host those spaces. We've had the Canadian Futures Trader on twice recently, as in two weeks ago. And then we also had the Finance Hippie. Yeah, I, I like, there's a bunch of good ones there. I think my favorite, uh, my favorite three, no specific order. Um, uh, how do you say your name again? Ivana. Ivana. Yeah, yeah, Ivana. Um, she was one of my favorite. CFT was one of my favorite, and um, the finance hippie was one of my favorite. Um, and uh, just to give an extra one, um, I think I learned a lot from the conversation because it was a space that at the time I wasn't familiar with. Um, I learned a lot from the Douglas on trading video or, um, or, or episode, uh, cause there's a lot of stuff about order flow, uh, that I, I wasn't aware of or didn't know of. Uh, so that was a really good, uh, episode, uh, for me to learn. But as, as far as like, I think, uh, general, um, episodes that we've had i think those first three was probably best for the masses uh, the one with uh, douglas on trading was more specific um but yeah all of our guests have been uh have we've had some really good guests um on the show we've been very fortunate and also credit to chris uh he's fa- he's found um a lot of these people before they blew up um and then, of course, you know, including Fat Baby. Our yeah, including Fat our co-host. He's been yeah. on the show multiple times, but yeah, now he, he's, like, involved in the show. Yeah, I don't even so, consider him an episode. He's just part of the crew now. Yeah, but originally he, he wasn't, and we've had, right. we had him on multiple times, and the conversations were so good, and he fit in so well, and he does, you know, the finance thing and knows a lot more about the financial stuff. He, he fills a sector that we didn't know about, so, I mean, that's why he's – he joined the team. I think when we we found him, he probably only had three hundred followers on Twitter. Yeah, it was very early on. I mean, when we first started, uh, Chris was out there, you know, really finding people that were interesting to talk to, and it's been which a really is hard good because journey. at the beginning you got to find the you got to find the people that are not too big that are willing to come on a show that just started that probably won't provide them too much clout, which we're getting better at because we've had. Recently, we were getting emails of people requesting to come on the show. So that's how much it's about. Fat Baby's taking care of something. We're not going to spoil that, but we may have something very related to crypto here soon. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm that'll curious to see how that shakes that, out. That could be very um, interesting. But I guess the, the one thing I'll say out of it is maybe <laughs> – if we were any better at Twitter, we may be humongous on, on there. I, maybe I should be doing a different job. I seem to be able to find all the people who blow up. I think ha- half these people on this list, you know, had less than a thousand followers on Twitter when we found them. And most of them, a lot of them have, you know, 
anywhere from like 10 to like 70,000 now. Yeah, for sure. And even, I mean, even the, uh, even the futures people that we've had on, which they're at like four and five thousand, and, and some of and they're on, growing. The Canadian futures trader is growing pretty fast. I think the first time we had him on, and I think he's changing a little bit. Some of the it's been the same kind of with um, some of the other ones as well. But some of these people at the beginning when they first started were real worried about their kind of like their day jobs and didn't want too much out there. If I remember right, the Canadian future trader, he didn't have any like YouTube channels or anything like that at the time. Same with the stock parent. Now they have like newsletters and, and all kinds of this other stuff. Yeah, they've really grown um, and changed a lot since we've had these people on. It's been, it's been cool to see. And it's also been, and been cool to know these people before. Uh, and Chris said this before is like, you know, we, we, we caught everyone. And, and so now they still return our phone calls. <laughs> yeah. We caught people at the right time where they'll, you know, if I text them, they'll text me back. Basically we, we built relationships with big and some, you know, big individuals that if we asked them to come on the show, we could get them to come on the show still. Which is never a bad thing. True that. Anyhow, um, that's all I have for today. Um, if you're not following us yet, do so on Twitter at Swinging It. There's no just in the name, just at Swinging It. And um, we have a YouTube channel you can subscribe to. We're, we're going to try to work a little better at getting more content on the YouTube channel. And but um, you can go ahead and subscribe to that, and you know, make sure to check out Fat Daddy Funds um, newsletter. And we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Keep swinging it. Sounds good. See ya. The contents of this week's episode of the Just Swinging It podcast are for educational and entertainment purposes only. All persons are only given their opinions and are not to be considered financial advice. The Just Swinging It podcast isn't responsible for any financial actions you may take based on the conversations held on this show.